Hello and welcome to It's Gym Time, the podcast where I share God-given wisdom from everyday, ordinary things. I am your host, Jennifer Coleman, and I am so excited you guys decided to join me today. Let's go ahead and hop into it. Today's gem comes from a streetlight. So y'all know I always have to start with the backstory. So here we go. So on this particular night, I was on my way to a regular Target run for a pickup. And for all of you out here who are not regulars, that is Target. Uh, So going through my neighborhood, same journey, same path uh, that I take every day. Get to the place where I always take a left and go down the road. And as I'm driving, mentally I'm thinking something's not right. Uh, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, did they do something different? Did they, you know, change the scenery, cut down some trees? And then I realized it was hard for me to see. So obviously I looked around and realized that the lights were out. But it got to the point where I actually had to roll down the windows and look out to make sure that we actually, there were like street lights down this road. So nevertheless, uh, there were. Apparently, the whole street had been lined with street lights this whole time. And it had never been something that was on the forefront of my mind. And it got me to thinking, how many times do we uh, pay attention to the lights alongside the roads that we travel? And if you're anything like me, you understand that they're around but not enough to realize that one is out until you're faced with darkness. And that alone can preach. But regardless, I want you guys to just get into the mindset right now of the understanding that in this space, it wasn't until I was faced with darkness that I realized that there were no lights. Uh, As this gem was dropped in my spirit, it got me thinking of other situations when the lights are out. So do y'all ever notice when the lights go out, probably anywhere besides the movies or somewhere else that's actually meant to be dark, that there's pure mayhem and like straight up chaos as people are trying to find their place to the light source and people are stumbling all over the place. Fear is increasing. And the main reason is why? Because visibility is low. And whether we want to come to grips with it or not, sight, vision for all of us that we're actually born seeing is the most important sense or one of the most important senses that we have because seeing gives us confidence to move. And not only does it give us confidence to move, but it's important to God. Once I got this revelation, I looked further in doing my Bible study to find verses that related to light. What does God say about light? How does that actually Uh, connect to me and in my walk, in our walk. Um, And so one of the things I think is most important is when God talks about one of his characteristics, right? When we talk about who is God, what are his characteristics, his attributes, um, and the person of God. And, and, you know, it talks about in John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So God here is describing himself as light. So that's number one. So if you're listening so far, like this is already important to me amongst other verses because he is saying this is a characteristic of him. The other big one that I found amongst so many um, is where God talks about in Genesis. We've all read the creation story. Even if you're a non-believer, most people know Genesis chapter one for whatever reason. And Genesis chapter one, verse three through four says, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. And so not only is this verse something where he talks about light, but 
I want the emphasis to be on the fact that light was one of the first things that he made. Why is that? Light is important to God. But I'll say this one. The third verse that took me, and again, you guys can do your study on this. There, are, There's, I would say, between at least 10 verses, 10 or more verses that I looked up that had light in them. But this one is the one that'll hone into what I'm talking about today. And that is Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, which says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father. So as we strive to be more like him, he is calling us to be a light for his glory and a world filled with darkness. And so I'm going to get into some of this today because I know it can seem a bit mystical when we're using words like light and darkness and and all of these other things. And uh, if you haven't really looked into these things in the context, you might be asking yourself, like, what? How do I be a light? What in the world is darkness? So I'm going to help you guys out today the same way that God helped me as I was trying to siphon through some of this revelation. And hopefully this is something that you can take into your everyday life. So we're going to talk about three takeaways today. So uh, stick with me. So the first takeaway is let's talk about first, like being aware of what darkness is. So the first is be aware of what darkness is. So darkness is anywhere that could use the goodness of God. Like if we really want to break this thing down, it is anywhere that could use the goodness of God. So if you guys are, if your mind is rolling like mine was, that's everywhere, right? We live in a world where God describes darkness, you know, that he, there was darkness before there was light. The darkness of this present world that we're in can be described as things like, let's think about it, hopelessness, fear, uh, inability to move. Uh, there's sin, you know, we, we got to call it out for what it is. That's the first thing that actually comes to mind, sin. So that's the lust, the perversities of this world. That is the addictions. Those are the atrocities, the murder, the, you know, all of the things that we know and have come to know as sin. And so when we ask about what is darkness, anywhere that can use the goodness of God, those are places where he's readily available to move. Um, so not only just the goodness of God, but the good news, right? Because the good news is the actual thing that brings people to a knowing of, you know, who is this God that you serve and why should I follow him? What's in it for me? And whether we want to believe it or not, or we like to come to grips with it or not, we live in a show me world. We live in a, a world of we want to see why you want to make a believer out of me. So this is anywhere that we can share that good news. Um, it's also anywhere that we can utilize our God-given gifts. And I'm going to go into that here in, in about step two. But I still, I just want you guys to get on the even playing field of what is darkness? So again, darkness is anywhere that can use the goodness of God, the good news where there's sin. Uh, so we're talking your office, your own house, you know, the grocery store, uh, your job, Anywhere, 
You know, so darkness. We don't want to make this too mystical. This is everywhere you can set foot on. um, And you see that there are people available uh, with ears to hear. That is the definition of of darkness. So we're looking at that one. When I'm talking about this through through, uh, this podcast today, I want you guys to keep that in mind that we're looking for places that are readily available and some not readily available. You know, you'll run into folks that aren't necessarily itching to hear the word of God. But however, the uh, the the situations that they're being faced with, we know uh, the God that can help them through that and can bring them to an expected end. So that's number one. Be aware of what darkness is. So after you've established that, Let's say you've established that they're like, you're like, cool, I, I have somebody that's going through or somebody that's struggling with something. Um, I, I know I've established that this is a place that could use, you know, God's God's love, God's goodness. So what do I do? You know, what at this point, what do I do? So that's the second takeaway is to know what tools you can use to be a light. Because it's no use of just knowing I'm in straight up darkness or faced with people that are struggling in darkness and I don't have the tools. So this is where we stumble many times because we're not aware that sometimes it's not things that we are uh, trained to do. Uh, Much of it is inside of us. Uh, And those things are, for instance, your testimony. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go through a couple of these, you know, your testimony. It could be a word of encouragement. It could be, once again, sharing the good news, the gospel. Uh, it could be something, it doesn't have to be all of that. It could be something like a hug. You know, it could be a compliment, a listening ear, something that engages someone else and makes you relatable to them so that you're actually able to share your testimony and to share the goodness of God. And so I don't want that to get misconstrued is that, you know, we find darkness and that we just go straight in and we begin, you know, sharing our testimony, telling people that they need to be saved. But in more so of a way, we draw them in as Christ did with love, with understanding, with being relatable and connecting first and then being able to use these tools because we were once in the darkness, And I'll emphasize that once again, we as believers, if you are a believer and born again Christian uh, and walk with Christ and you're on a daily journey to do that, you were once in darkness. So you come with the default tool of being brought out of the darkness into the light. So you've got that with you at all times, knowing the when can be a little bit tricky sometimes, but you know, that is where we rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us uh, to share those things where it can be useful and where we can uh, kind of plant into fertile ground. So again, tools that we can use to be a light are things, again, your testimony, a word of encouragement, sharing the good news of God, uh, the gospel, and you know other things that just can help you relate to people on a level that they can understand that you come from a place of love and a place of understanding, not necessarily that you're walking with them, And I don't want to get it twisted. You know, at the end of the day, we are going into the darkness as, you know, as light. But we're not saying, hey, you know, I'm with you with it. You know, I'm I'm with you where you're going. But we're saying rather that I've been where you go, where, where you've been. And I'm on the other side. And, you know, by sharing these things, we're inviting them to walk along with us. 
So in Ephesians 5, uh, verses 8 through 11, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the light, the, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So again, this is... Uh, just more of a confirmation of what I just said to say that we can go into dark places to be the light, but it's to expose darkness, not to become, you know, one with it. So as we are using our tools, that is a reminder that God calls us into these places and calls us into situations to utilize our tools to turn the light on issues that require God's help. So that's number two. We have to know what tools we can use to actually be a light. And so the third takeaway is realizing that we are merely a conduit. So the third takeaway is realizing that you're merely a conduit. So sorry, I'm a wordsmith. Like I I get hype over words and I use these things. But for anybody out there who's kind of like conduit, you know, conduit is something that light or fluid, um, it's a channel in which things come through. And so when I say that we realize that we're merely a conduit, that's what I mean is that, yes, uh, we are described as being a light in the world, but we aren't the light. And I know that that is uh, kind of contradictory because we said here in the beginning that uh, God says uh, in Matthew, I'm sorry, in John uh, chapter 8, verse 12, that he is the light of the world. And then he turns around in Matthew five fourteen, and he says that we are the light of the world. And so, you know, the dope thing about this whole light thing is that God is letting us know that, yes, this is an attribute of me, but this is also an attribute of you as one of my children. And why does he say this? So, again, it sounds contradictory, but it's not. Uh, The word cannot lie. So uh, what he's saying here is the simple thing as he says throughout Scripture, we are made in his image. And so, therefore, like he said, he is the light, and therefore we are the light of the world. We are created and we are made in his image. And so um, this third takeaway is a reminder to give you confidence as you're in these dark places and as you are utilizing these tools is that the reliance is not on yourself to come up with, you know, fancy things to say or do, um, but is to merely rely many times on listening to God and the Holy Spirit to direct you Because there's going to be some things that you're faced with that you're like, I have no idea what to do here. Uh, This person doesn't seem necessarily open to hearing about the God that I serve. They don't seem maybe even ready. So how do I plant this seed? How do I show myself in this situation to be a light? Um, But it's 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 it gives me confidence uh, when I read and. Uh, John chapter one, verse eight. And this is New Living Translation for anybody out there. Um, It says, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. I'll say that again. He was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. And I don't know about you, 
But that gives me a little bit more confidence when I go into these places to know that it is God working through me, just as it was God working through me in my darkest hours, just as it was in dark and, and God working through me in my trials and tribulations. Like that wasn't me. Uh, and so therefore, I can allow myself to share the goodness of God because I've witnessed and I've experienced the goodness of God. And if you are saved or if you are now a new believer or maybe even on the fence, you know, don't know what to do and and you're kind of walking that line. We've been in places in our lives where it has been a very negative, very, very painful season in our life. And if you're still living and you still breathing and you on this podcast, you probably have a story or two to tell by this time. And even if you're not, even if you're in the midst of a trial, you know, right now, um, there are things even within trials. And I know this is a hard word, but while we're in it, God is still good. God is still working on us and helping us and developing us through that. And so I think the confidence that he wants to give us is to say, yes, you are the light of the world, but don't get too hooked on, you know, your own self, like doing things in your own strength, that God is himself the light. And if we would allow him to be uh, who he says he is and rely on his power, that we have that the ability to be a conduit of that, to let that channel through us so that we may help people see out of the darkness. I don't know about you guys, but um, in my own personal life, I can look back and see just in so many places where there were situations where people along the way have been a source of light. And even in those seasons, if there wasn't something that actually stuck or, you know, was uh, at that point in time, the the point of me coming to God, uh, returning to him, that it still made a mark. It still did something for me in that moment that made me realize that, if I wasn't a believer, that there was a God, there was somebody there that was with me, walking with me um, and helping me through that day or that time or that trial. And so number three's takeaway is is the most important, if I don't say anything else, is that uh, if we can rely on God to be who he says that he is, and that's a whole nother podcast for another day about just the character of God and really truly believing that, believing that he says that he is who he is. And then not only that, but allowing ourselves to come into agreement that what he says about us is true. Because if we really believe that he is the light of the world and that he calls us that, then we believe that he will give us the power and ability to be that for other people. And so once again, kind of reviewing these things about, you know, how do I be a light in the darkness? Why does God care about light? Why is light so important to us in our everyday life? Um, going back to just that story about the street light, people are not concerned about the light until they're faced with darkness. And you see this a lot when we are in spaces where there's something that happens, you know, nationally or globally and the go-to phrase is praying for, you know, the hashtags come out of praying for, you know, blank. And you see people that are saying this that may or may not even be believers. But in those moments of darkness, there's something in the human existence that says, we don't know a way out of this. We don't know what to do. But we know that prayer is one thing that we can turn to. And some people don't even realize that they're doing it, even if they're not a believer. And so, again, when people are faced with darkness is when they know and understand 
and maybe not understand, but when they have a sense of needing light, they want light. There needs to be light at the end of the tunnel. They want light. What is light? Light is hope. Light is a solution. Light is a better day. And although we may not be able to give them all of that at once, we want to be a source of that, even if just for a couple of minutes, to give someone some type of solitude or peace or encouragement. And we can all do those things through Christ working in and through us. So those three takeaways again, guys, is number one, how to be a light in the darkness. Be aware of what darkness is. Know what tools you can use to be a light. So, the, you know, those were the testimony, the good news, the word of encouragement, the hug, the compliment, all of that, all that good stuff, all the love that God shows to his people. And when he was here and as he shows to us today. And then third takeaway is that realizing that we are merely a conduit and making sure that we rely on God uh, to allow us to be the light that he's called us to be. Hopefully this gem blessed you the way it did me. I encourage you guys to all go out today and just be everything God's called you to be, including a light for those in darkness. And we out. We out.